Hey everybody, welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Kurt. And I'm Luke. Hey, so good to be here. It is. Another day. A brisk Whew. fall day. I know. We we are, I'm always searching for something else other than the weather to, to get into. It's classic. Well, it's always fresh in my mind because we record usually right after I come in the building. You do. So I get that dose of... I know, you're like, oh man. What's the day like? Doesn't matter what, but uh, you know... It is interesting. We mm-hmm. could talk about distance today and how we interpret as Rhode Islanders uh, somebody being a little bit too far away. <laughs> we could talk about that. That's one of the things that I love. Yeah, I'm, apparently Rhode Islanders have this thing with bridges. We do. I literally want to say this, that I will travel around. One of my favorite things to do, I will take the kids. We'll go bridge hopping in an entire day. We're going to go to every bridge. I love oh all the bridges. Goodness. All the ones in Newport, Jamestown, Middletown, Bristol. Bristol. Yeah. I'm doing them all from Mount okay. Hope to the Pell to the Jamestown. It's like a circuit I do. I love it. So, but I do gauge things on whether or not they're there or not. So, hey, it's it's part of being a Rhode Islander, your man. Your kids hold their breath over the bridge? No, I've never done okay, that. You as, never did that? No, because... As kids, we did that. Did you really? Yeah, I just, you know... How long is that going to last, buddy? Because sometimes you're on the bridges for like two and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if your kids can do that someday, Luke, uh, I'm going to be really impressed. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All right, kids, hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, because well, this way if the car, you know, if the bridge gives out, then you're already holding your breath. That's something. Have you had that dream before, too? I have had that dream that the bridge is, oh, yeah, is I did. done. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. okay, God, here we go. Yep. I'm ready. That's fun. I'm ready. Wow. So between the weather and travel... Yeah. Man, we are closing in on a week to Thanksgiving. Yep. Which is perfect if you want some pies. It's uh it's gonna get really fun around here over the next couple of weeks at HPC. Because yeah. between the Thanksgiving preparation with the pies, Christmas preparation, bags of hope, man, belong Sunday, it mm-hmm. gets me every year. Mm-hmm. I, I am just so taken. I I don't know. One of the things I've always had a heart for is adoption, foster care, and mentorship. Uh, from the time that I was a young youth pastor, I was always mentoring. It was always uh, such a touch point for me. Yeah. So even though we are not currently in a place where we could take in a teenager, we often do try. Um, sometimes parents will come. I try to connect with the teenage boys, and and it's it's such, it's actually more rewarding. I can say now here, ten years later, twelve years later, when they reach out and you knew that you have that impact and yes. they still want your input. I mean, it's touching. It, yeah. it, it's blown away. It blows me mm-hmm. away. It's like, God, you gave, you gave me teenagers and young adults before I ever had my own. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. I loved how um, I was in second service and I, I really loved how uh, Kim's presentation and when Brandon got up and oh, talked so about good. Boys Town, uh, there was a really strong... I feel like an emphasis on how you can get involved. How yes. people can get involved. Like and it it's there's so many different opportunities mm-hmm. that everyone really is part of it. Yeah. Um and and maybe you're not sure how how you can like how you fit into these opportunities, but you know, ask the Holy Spirit to birth the Lord's heart in you for yeah. how he wants you to step out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just present your heart as a blank slate and he's going to show you what to do. Um, because this is what, as James says, the book of James is like, you know, pure religion is to look after the orphan and the widow. Mm. So maybe I don't know how to feel about that, but I take that as face at its face value and say, okay, God, this is what you're telling me is important. Yeah. So guide Guide my attitude, guide my emotions, guide guide my activities, so that I can 
be part of this because this is what's important to to God. Mm. I I agree, and I think it was really cool because Sunday the takeaway for me was it's not just a pep rally no, for no. orphan yeah. adoption foster care. You walked away knowing at least three ways that you as an individual could plug in mm -hmm. before you walked out of the building that day. I mean, from just mentorship to plugging in with Boys Town to even just making a financial donation. And I love to hear what Brandon had to say. Don't <laughs> don't throw money at something. We, we're notorious yep, I was, for it. I was about to mention that. We're, so, we're so notorious yeah. for just yeah. throwing money yeah. at something. And it's like, where's the investment? Mm -hmm. But to have a further investment, and there's nothing wrong. We It takes the capital no, to- we do need money. We all need yeah. it. We need it. Um, but it was it was really powerful. Uh, even just Kim bringing us through the journey. I, I've been meditating on it because we see Kim and John every day. We, mm -hmm. we see Pastor Holly. We see them every day. And I think, wow, it's just really amazing to think that 16 years later, God would just, boom, here's a new baby. This is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. so blown away by what God yeah. has done. And just as a promise, as a hope to others who might be struggling mm -hmm. with that, I think about the Waples last year getting up. Or uh, maybe earlier this year, talking about their story and how the Lord blessed them and really made that a possibility. So it's just a great sign to never lose hope. Right. You know, sometimes we may feel like we're faithless or we're wavering in our faith, but hope, hope doesn't disappoint. Mm -hmm. We can hold out in hope, and hope is a confident expectation that can grow into that place of like, I am faithful. I am, I am mm -hmm. faith filled knowing yeah. that God's going to do this, but don't, don't lose the hope. Right. Know? Right. Well, I think, you know, we get so focused on wanting to know the end of the story. Yes. Um, and even sometimes like when, when, when we do know what the end of the story is going to be, sometimes we get so focused on that, that we miss the step of where we're at now. Mm. Um, and just allowing the Lord in your, in your waiting to show you everything that you need that that how he's equipping you with for what you need for today mm -hmm. even though you know part of your brain is going down going the road down. to this yep. to this later later date this later time um because the lord is active and moving in the waiting and so and we should be too cuz even the waiting is a it's an active state it's a it's a it's a it's a state there is a motion mm -hmm. even within this stillness yeah and Kim brought that up. Yeah. I, I love it. Sometimes we hear waiting. We've heard it at our church before that rest is not always a posture of no work. Mm -hmm. It's actually resting in the work. And you know what you just shared is a, a perfect segue into Pastor Zach's message, yes, just thinking through. And, yeah. and this is one of the things I love. We talk about how the Holy Spirit guides and leads our whole service. And yeah, well, Pastor Zach was making the joke about <laughs> Kim, you know, wanting certain songs and she's the only one that gets to do that. And that was so cool. But it's not like Pastor Zach and Kim sat down and fleshed out these pieces that were going to be shared. It's how the Holy Spirit weaves everything through. It was so amazing to hear about like, okay, we hear the practical, we hear the reality of what's going on with children and foster care and adoption care around our states mm -hmm. and our nation. Then we go right to a man who was so abandoned and so rejected, rejected this type and this shadow of Christ, Joseph, who really understood what it was like to be acquainted with all the sufferings and those touch points. Um, and, and we can all find ourselves mm -hmm. in that story, which when, when we find ourselves in that experience, I always make two notes. Whenever I'm going through a season of life where I'm like, okay, this is another Joseph experience. I don't just lean into the suffering. What I ask is for the Lord through the Holy Spirit to sort of make an etch mark in my mind, in my soul, mm -hmm. that when I find another in that situation, 
that mm-hmm. I'm compassionate and understanding, or if I have the ability, yeah. this goes to the dreaming piece, yeah. Yeah. if I have the ability to help another who is in that situation, I'm not going to treat them the way that I was treated. Right, right. Yeah, when I was when I was meditating on like our role yeah. in, in people's stories, yes. I, I just keep thinking of where Paul writes, we no longer regard yes. each other from an earthly point of That's view. That's right, yep. Because this is about a spiritual journey, a spiritual destiny, um, a, a deposit that the Lord um, either has for you, mm-hmm. like a, a, if, if you haven't yet stepped into his plan. And then once you've stepped into his plan, it's deposited inside of you. He yeah. has these plans and purposes for you. And our role is to see people in regards to that story, in regards to what the Lord is doing in and through them. Because when we do that, we're partnering with the Lord. Yes. And yes, there's maturity that takes place along the way, um, but we have to allow the Lord to give us that, that lens. Mm-hmm. This is why it's so important that when we do sit down with somebody or when we do hear of a dream, uh, we're not so quick to just squash it, but we're actually listening, listening in. Mm-hmm. I remember my, my original pastor teaching me, listen for the heart of what's being communicated. Yeah. There, there's a dream, there's a heart in there that the Lord has deposited. And if God brought that person to you, there's something that they need to glean from you in, mm-hmm. in terms of make that dream a reality. So right. you know, we're kind of jumping on the back end here, but just going back to Joseph and this account, yeah. Genesis 37, where Joseph is this beloved son of Jacob, you know, the son of his old age. And, and I love the, uh, it's so funny because I always wonder whenever a Sunday happens where, where Pastor Zach brings out some illustration, I always wonder, okay, okay. What, what's the reality here? I got to get the backstory. So it's like, this okay, is perfect. So, so what was perfect. So you're talking about, about the, the coat, <laughs> the, the right? Robe, yeah. Okay. So what was really funny was first service, I was serving in the cafe. Okay. Okay. So then uh, my shift was up. So I, I came up and I was coming into the overflow. Yeah. Um, and the ser- and and he was preaching for service, and I see him on the screen, and I'm like, "What is what is he wearing?" I went over to one of my friends. I was like, "What what is what is he wearing?" Yeah, and, and he's like, "Oh, it's part. It's a it's an illustration." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "You know, just with Pastor Zach, you just never know. You never like, know. Like he might have just decided to come to church wearing that." I love yeah. it. I <laughs> I love it. I um, I'm usually cracking up before the illustration comes because the, yeah. the backstory that he sets up, it just gets me every time. You yeah. know, it's like, okay, last couple of weeks ago, we got the coins, you know, yep. the, the oh, mice. Oh, yeah, the exact ones. <laughs> it's so, so good. He's yeah. a great storyteller, but I, I love it. it. It's a great illustration for us um, yep. to be watching. You know? I'm really waiting for the Shroud of Turin. Oh, my goodness. He said, he said we have that. We do. Like- we do. I Actually, as he was talking, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Chronicle. <laughs> Of like, okay, there's a rock and roll hall of fame. We're gonna have like an artifacts hall of fame here, as one of our as one of our rooms at HBC. It was a nice coat. Oh it yeah, was a very nice coat. It's good. I so. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that he got it. Um, you know, it's nice to have something by the pool. That's uh, not going to be something that keeps you warm in the winter, but it's great. I love the robe, but it's a great illustration. Um, so hopefully he got that for his birthday. By the way, happy birthday, Pastor Zach. I don't think we said that in the show last week. Great, yes. happy belated birthday. Happy birthday. So. 39. He looks so much younger. He makes, uh, you know, I'm in the 30s. Yeah. I love this decade. Yeah. I absolutely love this decade. It it was one of my favorites. I was not happy with the 20s. The 30s are good. Yeah. 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 You keep all the fun of the 20s, but with the maturity that comes with age and walking, walking with the Lord. Yeah. It's so, really good. That's really, and, and that's part of yeah. what Joseph learns. 
in this time frame. You like that segue? How about, how about them so apples? It's true. <laughs> it's true. You know, and this is the thing. This is what I love about my friend taught me years ago, uh, Sean Carew over at the Providence Rescue Mission, as we were having all of our young children. I love the way that Sean raised his kids. I had all his kids in the youth group, except for his oldest, who's my age. And I, I just pulled him aside one day. I said, Sean, what is it about the way that you parent? Um, how do you how do you really mm -hmm. speak into these children? Like you just know them all individually. And he said, he said to me, Kurt, if you're paying attention, you will see the giftings inside of your children by the age of three, by the age wow. of three. And it blew me away. And I went back to think about the children that we had at the time. And I was like, he is right. By the time they were three, I saw individually what the Lord had deposited. It's going to take some time to draw that out. But this goes but the right rough. You're seeing yeah. like the rough draft, the yeah. rough draft yeah. of like by three Structure. Noah was yeah. playing the percussion hand percussion wow. on the windowsill of the Providence Place Mall. And it's just like I still show people that video today. All these years later, he's he's growing into masterful percussion, That's hand cool. percussion. And I think about Lily and all of the things that she was doing and all these kids. But it brings me to where Joseph is with mm -hmm. this dreaming. You know, I, I love that Pastor Zach brought it up. Oftentimes we hear people kind of like, you know, putting down Joseph, like, hey, you shouldn't have been so arrogant with your dreams. I don't often read that into the story. You know, there's not a lot of emotion tied to this. It's like Joseph had this dream and he said this. And I'm right. sure that he could have put some tact, some some better tact but on God it. But God gave him the dream. Yeah. Yeah. At that time. And and I think it, it does go yeah. to speak to how we are in our youth. And and that's what I've often believed. I've long believed that the scripture gives us evidence that we need the zeal mm -hmm. of the youth mm -hmm. matched and married to the wisdom of the aged. Mm -hmm. they, they are not separate and apart. And I think God is showing us in this journey with Joseph, I'm going to deposit the dream while you're still yet young. You're yeah. going to hold on to it. Yeah. Because as you read the accounts of 37 all the way through 50, the scripture says that the Lord was with Joseph. Yeah, that's, that comes up all throughout the mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. And how important it is for us to remember. I think as I look back, and, and we want to encourage you as you're listening to this, this show and even thinking through Pastor Zach's message, I hope we're all challenged with what is that dream that maybe we let go, or what was that dream that we once believed? I just came from Ron's workshop. Uh, Roger and I were working on some some artifacts for our children's ministry. We're getting ready for our craft this upcoming Christmas time. So Roger and I are working on some artifacts there, and I'm standing in Ron's workshop, and I'm thinking not just about where our church began. I'm thinking about the stories that Ron has told me privately of a dream that he had that he could be something that nobody else believed he could. Mm. And I think about where we find ourselves in these positions of life. Some of us are just coasting by. Others of us are living out the dreams that we once had that many people told us you'll never right. get there or you'll never be able to do that. And I think what happens is there's two things that can rise up in that person when a dream is squashed. There's two things that can rise up in us. And the first is, okay, we're going to just let God do this in his time. And I think that takes a lot of wisdom and temperance. And the second is, I'm going to make this happen and I'm going to show them. Luke, I don't know if you spent time with people, but sometimes when we get a dream and others have put us down, we move into the, oh, I'm going to make this happen and I'm going to show them. And we only end up exasperating everything. Right. Well, because when, you, when you're living that way, you're not living out of the overflow yeah. of, the, of what the Lord is doing through you. Because mm -hmm. you're, you're now trying to do it yourself. You're trying to muscle it yourself. Mm -hmm. um, 
if the Lord has placed a dream in you, then he is going to accomplish that through you. Yeah. And you have to, you have to trust him. Um, and that's why uh, when we're looking to him, it's actually protective against uh, being under the influence of rejection and abandonment. So good. Because Jesus tells us that if we are going to live in this world the way he did, we will face rejection. We will face abandonment. Um, so it's, that's kind of along the course that's going to happen to you at, at some point. Yeah. But if you're living um, by following the steps that Jesus has for you, you're living in, in communion with the Holy Spirit, it's going to be protective against those effects. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're going to get rocked, yeah. but you're not going to, um, you're less likely to spiral out. Mm-hmm. It's it's true. I love that you're bringing up those two those two main points that Pastor Zach was communicating because we all can fall into okay, if God gave me this dream and others around me are saying, "Hey, that's not a reality. That's not going to happen. It's not you. You're not good enough. You're to this. You're to that." And we begin to believe that we're coming into agreement with the lie, which is exactly what the enemy wants to keep us in that place of rejection, never accomplishing that dream, never moving to that place of like, hey, we're not abandoned. We're not forsaken. I will say this, when we get down to those pits, I think about Joseph in the pit, when we get into those prison, you know, it's interesting, the chronicle uh, of, of what Joseph actually experiences. Everywhere he goes, he gets elevated to the top. And I think if we look at our lives, mm-hmm. most of us can look back at some journey and see, okay, when we're doing it with the Lord, we might be in the pit sometimes. But we get lifted up out of that pit. We might have been sold into something we really didn't want to be, but the Lord brings us to the top. Mm -hmm. We're doing well. All of a sudden, there's a false accusation that comes, and now we get thrown into a prison. Now our hands are tied. If we thought we were limited before, now we're really limited. And what I love about this process, if we can find ourselves there, it is not about being this second in command to Pharaoh. It's not about that. It's about the Lord showing everybody that dream that I deposited inside of you, I will make happen Mm -hmm. despite the most crazy circumstances coming against it. I will bring it to pass. Right, right. And, you know, when we look at the beginning of the story, Joseph was his father's favorite. Mm -hmm. And he would bring back report to his father about how his brothers were doing in the field. Yeah. And, and Pastor Zach, you know, really laid into, you know, like the, the whole tattletale <laughs> thing. So Joseph wasn't really earning himself, you know, any points with his brothers. No. So he no. was not living in harmony with his brothers. Yeah. Um, and he probably got his brothers in, in a lot of trouble. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but by the time, like, this whole story plays out and he's, you know, the second in charge of the, of the, uh, the like the regent basically mm-hmm. of Egypt, when his brothers come to him, his heart has changed where he's not this vindictive person. That's he's right. Not, he doesn't, he, he doesn't like, you know, come down hard on them and, and, and go read the story. You know, he does, he does, uh, um, you know, he tests them, <laughs> he does. you know, cause there is like this rebuilding of trust yeah. that has to take place, but he's not he didn't do all the things that he could have done. He That's could have right. had them killed. Yeah. He, he literally, Joseph lives out what God says. Vengeance is mine, yeah. declares the Lord. And I think Joseph comes to this place in his life, which, you know, at this point must be somewhere in his 30s. Yeah. You think about the time that's passed, and uh, at least that's my calculations. And I'm thinking through, wow, 
you were joking about some of the things you learn in your 30s. You know, you still have the zeal, you have the lessons of the 20s, but you're less cocky, you're less mm -hmm. arrogant. You've seen some things and you're like, okay. And I, I really do believe that he understood at this point, wow, it's probably just good to have these relationships close by, whereas once I didn't. It's good to have my father again. It's good. I can see the good in my brothers who sought evil against me. Right. And, I, and, and I don't know. It's, I think we all, what I loved is that the, if we're doing this right, if we're following the Lord, if we're not just chasing the dreams that he gave us, but we're letting him bring them to pass and bring them to fruition, when we get on the other side and the table is turned, it's so important to keep that same posture that like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to put you through that. I'm not going to do that to you. Right. You know, I'm going right. to trust the Lord that he's going to make this right. 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 Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very, it's very sobering, but that's why it's important that we have to stick with the process. Mm -hmm. Um, and that gets easier as you stick with the process. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause once you, once you see some of the, you know, how the Lord's moving, um, even if it's very small, it, it gives you more faith to to stick with it. Um, and if you're in a place where where you're saying, "Well, I'm not feeling anything, and mm. I'm not seeing anything," mm -hmm. well, look at stories like Kim and John. I know, and and allow that to drive your faith. Mm -hmm. Like, don't don't just see it as like, "Well, that's something nice for them." Yeah, no, that's that's for all of us. It's true, and and that's. That's why the Lord positioned them to be in the leadership of our church mm -hmm. because we there are lessons for us to learn from them. Like they are they are strategically placed to prophetically display this yeah. for us. And that's what the Lord wants to do with me. He wants to do that with you. That's right. You become a prophetic display to mm. others where they can tap into what the Lord can then do in them. Yeah. So like look at this big picture. Because that's that's what we're doing with the story of Joseph. Absolutely. So we can do that with the story of one another. And that's what Pastor Zach's getting at with this message. Yeah, we should really be encouraged by our relationship. Again, going right back to a point we bring up pretty regularly here mm -hmm. is that you cannot isolate. This is part no, of the reason. No. You cannot isolate. You have to stay in fellowship. You have to stay in communion. You have to watch others go through hard times. Mm -hmm. You have to be supported as you go through hard times. Right, right. It's not your story versus my story mm -hmm. or their story. It's Paul says like we are members of one another. That's it. So like we we... We, we do all of this together. We really and I do. I have to see myself in other people's story. That's it. You know, I think as you were talking there, I just got that song playing through my head in the crushing, in the pressing. Yeah. You are making new wine. Yeah. Okay. There's something new that's being birthed mm -hmm. through this process. Yeah. I think about uh, some of the seasons of my life, the states that I found myself in, and I think, wow. You know, not something I would have wanted to land in, mm -hmm. but what God is doing through it all is right. priceless. Mm -hmm. I think about Kim sharing the story of like what God opened up to them within those first few mm -hmm. years. I'm the ministry that has been born out of that pain. You know, yep. they, th the hard part is you, you say like, I, I wouldn't change it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't change it. And now God on the back end, if you just look at Kim and John's story now, 16 years later, <laughs> yes, yeah. you know, on top of the, the precious children that the Lord already gave them. Yes. Yes. No, it's, it's, it's really encouraging. And no matter what the enemy wants to do, because he's going to try, that's, the, that's what he's going to do is he's going to try to sow those seeds of rejection and yeah. abandonment yeah. because he wants to keep us disconnected mm -hmm. from people. Um, but no matter what happens, the Lord is going to accomplish what he wants to do. You, you, we just have to stick with it. 
It's so true. I don't mean to yawn on you there, but I was gonna. I'm looking for the passage. I know it's it's classic. I think it's Genesis fifty twenty. What the enemy, what what you intended evil yep. against me, yep. God intended for good. And you know, we find ourselves in the pit. We find ourselves in prison. We find ourselves being lifted up in any one of these situations. Even going right from Pastor Zach making the point to he was once the one that had the dream moved to the place of the person who's interpreting dreams. Yep. I I totally related with that. I actually love my role. I used to want to, in my early days, I wanted to be something, right? I wanted Mm -hmm. to be the one, you Mm -hmm. know, I wanted to be the preacher. I wanted to be this. I wanted to be all that. And I have to tell you, I I know what John is saying when he writes his third, I think it's third John. I have no greater joy than to see my children walk in the truth. The greatest thing about being in the parental or the teaching role or the pastor role or whatever we find ourselves as a mentor is you get to see others soar and begin to fulfill the dreams that God gave them. That I have found that that has become mm-hmm. the greatest joy of my life is sitting back Absolutely. and watching yeah. people flourish. I'm like, this is priceless. This must be how God feels. Right, right. Well, that's why it's important to really see ourselves as members of one another yes. and, and, and not this not from a place of, of competition mm. you know the world understands competition because it's eat or get eaten oh yeah right so if you work in a in a in a corporate environment or wherever at a certain point like you had to apply for a job there were other people who applied for that job mm. so you got picked over everybody else yeah and you know that's that's a process that has to happen like there is only one position and only one person gets gets that job but a byproduct of operating in in the world that we that we have this broken world is is we we can sometimes apply that i think to spiritual things true where it's oh it's only one person can get this ministry job. Mm. only one person can do this and it's like no that's that 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 is not true no it's not and then even if there is one role mm-hmm. because you're part of the same body you're just as much in that role as that person who's who's doing what you perceive as the work. Yes, that's like right. We, we all do it together. Yep. When one part suffers, we all suffer. Yes. When one part glories, we all glory. Yes. It's yeah. so true. It's really important. And this, you know, you're 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 harping on something here that I think is really sort of this silver lining. That there's a bunch of silver linings, but this this kind of thread throughout uh, the experience on Sunday be- between belong and the message is that. We really do find comfort in supporting one another and what we go through. And, and it actually helps us to be the church that, that Christ is calling us to mm-hmm. be. You know, we're all, I think of Ephesians 4, every joint supplies, every single ligament and tendon yeah. is working together. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, great. What do you got? Well, I've, I just want to just one other thought that came to me is this is why I, I think it's so because you, you read, you know, Paul when he talks about the spiritual gifts and mm-hmm. he talks about, you know, above all things like put on love and like all this you know, love is, is the greatest. Um, but then when it comes to spiritual gifts, he's like, you know, seek the gifts. Yeah. But especially that you may prophesy. Yeah. Because when we prophesy, we're, we're, we're speaking out what we're what God is showing us. Yeah. And there, the power in that is when I. When I speak out what God has shown me, I'm calling someone back out of that place of rejection and abandonment. Mm-hmm. So good. Right? Yes, sir. This That's is good. why it's important to not just see it, but you have to say it. Yes. Yes. That's really good. That's really good. And I have been in some other circles 
where it's like, no, unless you're actually operating in that prophetic gifting and we know it, you can't prophesy. You know, you can't do that. Yeah, but Paul Paul says that as though everybody can. Yep, and you if you have can. the Holy Spirit, yep. the Holy Spirit is showing you things and guiding you into truth. So speak it out and you have prophesied. That's at least so that's good. that's how I that's how I read it. That's so, so my good. plain reading of the text. That's awesome. I love it. That's great. Well, listen, we hope that you are encouraged by the message, by Belong Sunday. If nothing else, there are several ways to get involved, even before Thanksgiving. If you want to be a part of the 5K, if you want to purchase some pies for Thanksgiving, again, you can find everything on our church website. Check it out. Mm -hmm. But uh, would you close us in prayer today? Father, thank you uh, for the dreams that you have placed in us. And we recommit ourselves to you. We, We trust you. And... Uh, just speak your your peace and your comfort to uh, everyone, uh, just everyone that's listening, and, and especially those who uh, maybe there's a, a place of unrest or they feel abandoned, they feel lost, they feel rejected, and and maybe uh, this conversation has even just irritated them, and and it's it's stirring it's stirring up some some negativity and feelings of of pain from the past. Father, we just pray your healing um, over those places. Um, and we know that you will guide us into truth um, and it is your truth that sets us free and gets us back um, on your path. And so we give you uh, the rest of this week and we look forward to coming back together on Sunday. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's the breakdown. Catch you next week. Give me all-